I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth and Mission. There's no question the state of the San Francisco economy is dire, but there are 41 new ideas for how to fix it. Chronicle business reporter Roland Lee is joining me to talk about some creative ways San Francisco wants to get its economy going again. Roland Lee, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So you've been doing a deep dive on the economy in San Francisco, which is pretty dire right now. And um, you have a new story up on sfchronicle.com, taking a a broad look at that with some good indicators um, of just how bad things are. Thought we'd start with the bad news. Um, You have everything from BART ridership to hotel occupancy. So can you kind of paint the overall picture for us of where we are right now economically in San Francisco? The numbers are really bad. Uh, BART ridership is down 88%. Compared to last year, hotel occupancy is down 86%. Um, Offices are still pretty much all closed downtown. And the sales tax numbers in the second quarter were down 43% from the prior year. So that's um, everything from just consumer goods, grocery receipts, um, and restaurant and bar sales were down uh, by two-thirds, you know, with most of them closed. Wow. So it's a pretty bleak picture, uh, probably the worst since the Great Depression. And there's really no, and in sight, there's no um, return date yet for when non-essential office workers can come back. And a lot of companies are still uh, planning to keep them home until next summer. Right. Which obviously affects everything else in the financial district, restaurants and BART and all of that. And the tourism industry is still way down. Yeah. Traffic at SFO is still... Uh, not great, and uh, pretty much all conventions are still on hold. Uh, there's no return date for those until um, the shelter-in-place order lifts, and there's really no timeline for that. So uh, mm-hmm. even though hotels opened again for travelers recently, um, there's still pretty weak numbers. So there's an economic recovery task force um, that's been charged with looking at this and um, coming up with some ideas of, of how to address it. So can you describe what the task force is and who's on it and what their new report says? It's a pretty big group. It's over 100 stakeholders, including business leaders, uh, nonprofits, community groups, uh, labor unions, and um, related community groups. Mm-hmm. Um, They started meeting in April, right after the pandemic started, and they've been working on this report um, by doing surveys and focus groups and kind of drafting all these recommendations. So their new report lists 41 recommendations. You had to spend your day reading through all of that. Um, What were some of the highlights? So there's a mix of kind of immediate actions that the city's pursuing and, and some kind of longer term recommendations. Um, some of those are pre-pandemic, like building more affordable housing and just creating more equity for minority groups. Um, some of the kind of immediate actions right now are um, trying to extend the shared spaces program, which includes outdoor dining, to beyond the pandemic. So um, distributing more money for business reopenings and also for the arts. I really like the shared spaces, so I'm glad that they're wanting to continue that. That's when they turn parking spaces and curbs into parklets and people can dine outside, which um, for some reason, San Francisco's never had a very good outdoor dining scene, even in the nice months. So glad that they're recommending that that continue. So do all of these recommendations have to go before the board? So the immediate um, 
out of the immediate actions, there is um, one item that has to go to the Board of Supervisors, which is deferring impact fees for real estate projects. Um, so when a big project is built, they usually have to pay fees to help fund affordable housing, uh, transit, and other city improvements. Usually these are due right when the building permit is issued, but the um, mayor's proposal would defer them to when the building opens, so about two years later. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if all the board members support this because some of them have been uh, pushing for higher fees in the past. So we'll have to see if they are changing their minds during the pandemic. And how is the... Um the balancing act going to look because on the one hand we want to, you know, make these big changes to try to um, get our city going again. But then on the other hand, there's the thought that vaccines may be widely available by spring or summer um, and then things could go back to normal. So maybe we will need just as much office space, for example, as we did, even though it's so empty right now. Like how are they making those projections and decisions? Yeah. As far as office space, you know, there is an interesting item about, possibly converting uh, offices, hotels, and retail into potentially other uses, such as housing, um, if demand stays low. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's a pretty cautionary piece because they're saying that, you know, this is something that could change. And, you know, if demand comes back after vaccine, then this this item might not be really valid anymore. Um, so I think they're being you know pretty cautious about that. Um, you know, there's no firm kind of guidance on, you know, if things should be converted. Um, but I think the the bigger trend is that the economic impact of this is definitely going to stay with us. And, you know, even if the vaccine is um, widespread by next year, there's still a ton of layoffs that have happened, um, just a ton of businesses that have closed. So the city just needs, a, you know, a way to kind of recover what it can and, um, you know, support the businesses that are still here. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. You had a, a big story several weeks ago about Pinterest canceling its lease on a major South of Market building. Are you expecting more tent companies to follow suit or hearing anything about plans for other office space? Pinterest's cancellation was definitely the biggest office um, as available for a different tenant. Um, so we're seeing you know, companies like Twitter, Airbnb, uh, Yelp um, mm -hmm. you know, doing that. So that's what's um, added a lot to the vacancy rate. The vacancy rate was 14.1% at the end of September, um, according to Cushman and Wakefield. And that's the highest level in nine years. Um, you know, A year ago, it was about 5%, which is one of the lowest in the country. But we're definitely seeing a huge shift, um, you know, as companies say that their employees can stay home until next summer. Mm -hmm. Or even forever in the case of Twitter, right? Then on the other end of the spectrum, in terms of the size of businesses, you've talked to um, some small business owners out in the outer Richmond for your latest story. And how did you find that they're faring? It's definitely really tough still to be a small business. Um, I talked to the uh, co-owner of Casava, which is a restaurant that um, is allowed to do indoor dining, but they are just worried about the um, health and safety. So they're still doing just outdoor dining. Um, they had to cancel doing brunch because the crowds were too unmanageable, um, still relying a lot on delivery and takeout as well. 
And what's your guess on um, the what everybody's calling the exodus from San Francisco? You know, you see lots of moving trucks and I know rents have dropped significantly. Um, so people are definitely leaving. Do you have any thoughts on whether that's mostly permanent or temporary and um, what our population numbers will look like at the end of this? Yeah, as far as uh, residents leaving the city, it's been pretty tough to get solid data on that. Um, there was one really interesting stat um, around sales taxes. So the overall number was um, down 43%, but um, online sales were up, but just by 1%. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the second quarter of this year compared to last year. Yeah, the 1% increase in online sales tax is really striking because, I mean, my family is definitely pulling its weight in terms of online ordering, so it's not us. Um, <laughs> but I think most people are ordering a lot more than usual right now. So it's um, surprising to see that it only went up 1%. And you have a quote from Ted Egan, the city economist, that he says that we're actually the worst in the state on that statistic, right? Yeah, Ted Egan said that among major California cities, San Francisco's 1% increase was the lowest and um, other cities have been seeing 10% or more increases in online sales tax revenue. So maybe we can end on a good note. And there's actually some um, interesting news out of the Economic Recovery Task Force recommendations related to artists. So do you want to describe that? Yeah, so one of the immediate um, actions that was pretty surprising was the city is launching a universal basic income pilot where they will um, pick 130 artists and pay them $1,000 a month uh, for at least six months. And that's um, the city's way of supporting the uh, arts community, which has definitely seen a lot of challenges this year um, you know, with no uh, in-person events pretty much at all. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a good test of universal basic income. Yeah, it's a really interesting time to be pursuing this given um, all the budget challenges right now. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was good to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you to Roland Lee for joining me today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. 